This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Quantitative biology is the next revolution in biology. There's little doubt that all of biology will be quantitative in the next 20 to 30 years. We need fundamental principles. We need to understand what the Newton's laws are, the Kirchhoff's laws. What are these things in terms of unraveling the secrets of the organizational principles. A quantitative biologist believes that these principles exist. This is the excitement, developing those laws, developing those rules, coming up with the principles. Our work is based on the belief that the diverse qualitative phenomena of the living world can be understood with quantitative and unifying approaches rooted in physics. We aim at developing theories that are capable of generating concrete predictions, the predictions that can be tested experimentally in a biological laboratory. Quantitative biology needs creative thought that uses tools from physics and engineering to understand biological phenomena. We need to bring that kind of thinking into biology and get people to think about biological systems the way that engineers think about circuits or the way that physicists think about how stars move around. We want to train the next generation of people who know how to operate completely independently, people who are ready to attack problems where the questions aren't even well-defined, students who are comfortable in this mindset. What I would hope for the students who are taking the program is that they dare to explore. The idea is really that they're going to create their own research problems, and then we will equip them with a tool set so they will get training in instrumentation, electronics, optics, molecular biology, what they will be equipped with, which is unique, is that they will get these kind of hacker skills, and so they can help themselves when they have to address a problem. I want my students to be able to see through the beautiful phenomena of life to the fundamental physics questions underneath these phenomena, to master the process of formulating these physics problems. Integrating. Quantitative biology is more of an adventure. It's still an evolving field. There are new things that are coming. We want students to be trained in a new way. To make exciting new progress, you need new approaches. You need to tinker with things. You can't be afraid. So we want to teach them no fear. You have to go where the question takes you. There are big discoveries waiting to happen out there. Our students are going to be well-trained and poised to seize upon these opportunities. I'm JT Stalls, and I work in the June Lab. I'm really interested in evolution, and if I could somehow watch that in real time and watch that at the single-cell level and quantify that process of evolving and selection and adaptation, it's not been done yet to a degree where we can actually use evolution as a way to engineer the system itself. In the June Lab, we're really concerned with the quantitative ways to look at bacterial growth. Even in an isogenic population of bacteria, there's crazy variability across the population, and we have a special way to look at that. We have this device called the Mother Machine, and it allows us to simultaneously watch you know, a thousand bacteria over hundreds of generations, really. So it allows us to do these high-throughput but single-cell analysis of a population. 
if you actually look at 10,000 cells all at the same time, you see there's the slow ones and the fast ones, and the average is the same as it would be if you just looked at them in a big batch, but it's not like that at all. There's the big guys and the little guys, just like the big humans and the little humans. The June Lab really respects biology, and we don't take anything for granted, but we still believe that they're beautiful physical equations that can help describe seemingly super complex systems. And we're not afraid to think of the questions and then spend the time to develop the technology to answer those questions. My name is Jacqueline Humphreys. I work in the Swell Lab. Our lab is a microbiology lab that works on biofilms. So what our lab is interested in big questions, like what happens when single cells become a biofilm? What happens that makes a biofilm so resistant to antibiotics and other kind of environmental stressors, which they are, so why does that happen? One thing that I've been able to get into a lot uh, in this lab is microfluidics. The nice thing about the microfluidics is we can load single cells into the device and then film them the whole time and watch them grow literally from a single cell to a biofilm. And that's very important because we can see how one single cell changes into this whole biofilm. We do time-lapse microscopy and we'll use dyes and uh, fluorescent reporters that can pinpoint certain things that we're looking for. It's also been very interesting for me to be able to do because it requires some invention. It really kind of taps into sort of the more creative um, aspect of science. I've always wanted to be, you know, kind of a mad scientist, and <laughs> it's fun to have now the sort of freedom, and if I have something that I've come up with that I think is very interesting, I have permission always to go and chase it down. It's sometimes a little paralyzing because you don't really know what to do when it's sort of up to you to figure out the next path, but when you figure it out and you do it and it works, that's extremely rewarding. My name is Christopher Pierce, and I am a fourth-year physics graduate student. I'm currently doing research in the field of theoretical biophysics with my advisor, Professor Olga Dudko. I feel the most unique thing for me here is just Olga's research. It's just so unique, and it's why I came here to UCSD. In our group, we're looking at a lot of complex biological phenomena and trying to find ways to interpret the experimental data on these systems in very simple terms that we can extract very useful information, such as the barrier heights located with a process or the characteristic distances. And so we're really trying to distill it down to these simple physical principles, and that's what I want to do. I'm very, very interested in biomolecular transitions, like a protein that unfolds or folds, something that can transition via multiple pathways. A system that has multiple pathways is inherently a multi-dimensional problem. So we have to take this multi-dimensional world and pack it all down into one single coordinate and try to understand something about this big world from that little coordinate. I want to derive a nice, beautiful equation at the end of the day that helps me understand what is going on in this biological system. I would say that here, as long as you're willing to work and push yourself forward, that you can really do almost anything that you want. You want to do research on folding binding. There's a professor here. You can go find that professor and you can work with them. You want to do experimental work dealing with single molecules. You can find the professor here. You can do that. And if you can't do that, if you want to do some other layer of research related to that, there's an easy way of establishing collaborations here that makes it so nice. I'm Naomi Martineau. I work in Dr. Roy Wolman's lab.
I specifically look at wound response signaling to better understand how information is transmitted after the onset of the wound from cell to cell. Probably the biggest thing that we use is quantitative fluorescent microscopy. What's a little bit different about how we do fluorescent microscopy is we look at thousands of cells in a single cell resolution in our approach in a single experiment. The system that we're looking at is calcium to ERK signaling in the initial wound response. What we do is we wound the cells and we watch the calcium response and the ERK response. And then what I do is I use an image analysis technique that's developed in the lab where we're able to look at the single cell information. So we're able to actually see how much calcium and how much ERK response each cell has. And then we use an algorithm also developed in the lab in order to calculate the mutual information in the cells between the position of the cell versus the response of the cell. So one great thing about UC San Diego is that you really can try and tackle the question that you want to. Every day is, brings on different challenges and every day brings on different questions and different answers. And it's a really amazing phenomenon to think that what you're doing now is really going to influence people for many years. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.